Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. For a long time, I've been warning you that the U.S. is in danger of losing control, sovereign control, of large swaths of U.S. territories to the cartels, just like it is in Mexico. This week, we've learned it's already happened, and it's so much worse than even I thought. These areas have a name, colonias. That's literally the Spanish word for colony. The largest of these is a place called Colony Ridge in Texas, right outside the small town of Plum Grove. It's a full 400 miles inside the U.S., but it's not really U.S. territory. It covers 60 square miles, roughly the size of D.C., and its population is somewhere between 50,000 and 75,000. Most are illegal immigrants. It was started about a decade ago by a developer named William Trey Harris, who came up with a brilliant idea to buy the 60 square miles and then advertise down in Mexico and South America, deliberately targeting an illegal immigrant customer base. You could come up here with no ID and at a 15% interest rate, buy land. The cartels loved it. They bought it up right off the top. They resold some, others they sublet. Last week, in an investigative report by the Daily Wire, they reported that the cartel influence is still strong. Drug houses, pot farms, and hubs of human trafficking. They disappear into the colonias. It's not safe to go there, but you can fly over. They did. Inside, it looks like a third world country. It's shocking that this is America. Some people live in tent cities. Others in plywood huts. Still others have trailers and some have even built homes. There's little in the way of running water or electricity. Essentially, this is a cartel-run shantytown. How on earth has this blossomed under Texas Governor Greg Abbott's watch, look, he's always been a good a Bush guy. He's only been drag kicking and screaming to do any border enforcement at all. Don't let him fool you. And it didn't hurt that the developer and his wife, the one behind this Colony Ridge development, donated a total of $1.3 million to his reelection campaigns. Here's how the Daily Wire describes this place. Houses on the ground fly the flags of foreign countries. Many homes display their addresses on spray-painted pieces of plywood. 
Many structures, some of which are not hooked up to running water, were under construction while others were unfinished but didn't appear to be actively getting worked on. At least one plot of land didn't have any structures at all, just a tent in the corner, nestled between shrubs. shrubs. Stray dogs without collars could be seen trotting along the side of the undeveloped streets. The developer, Trey Harris, has been able to get around the need for traditional mortgages by simply providing the loans himself at the high interest rate of 15% or just selling the land outright. Folks, can you imagine if American patriots like us, right-wingers, decided to do a thing like this, form our own development, just kind of brush off zoning rules, health regulations? Are you kidding me? Every federal agency would be kicking in every one of our doors. But you're probably saying, well, the U.S. is a big place. It's just 60 square miles in one state, right? Nope, not according to Fannie Mae. A study done for the federal government actually shows there's 450 of these colonias inside the United States right now. The federal government actually seems pretty excited about them. They have a name for them, Colonious Investment Areas. The study was actually done to figure out how they could pump more money into them because the good liberals at Fannie Mae apparently love the idea of losing control of U.S. territory. But wait do you hear how much territory. According to them... Colonius, which they call Colonius Investment Areas, now control a full 6% of the U.S.-Mexico border region's census tracts. That's 6% of the land in those census tracts that abut against the border. But it's the population that gut punches you. A full 2.5 million people live in these, according to the federal government. Most of whom the federal government acknowledges are migrants. That's code for illegal immigrants. For the full gut punch of what's happening here, you've really got to see the maps inside the government's Fannie Mae report that show how much land they now consume. It's basically almost all of the border in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and that tip of California that touches Mexico. There's very little land that aren't part of these, what the government calls, colonious investment areas. I'll attach a link to to the report so you can see it in the podcast description. Go to page 17 and you'll see it. It's map four. They Folks, they've captured and erased the border. Longtime listeners to my radio show know that when the current leader of Mexico was campaigning, Manuel Lopez Obrador, he campaigned on the Mexican government assisting illegal immigrant Mexicans to go to the U.S. border. But... He told them not to disperse inside the U.S., that they need to concentrate along the border so as to seize control of the councils and the towns and the mayorships along the border in order to erase it. This map shows they already have. To understand the full danger of this, you really need to go on Google and see how these areas operate when they're in Guatemala or Mexico. Just Google police chief assassinated. Google mayor assassinated. Essentially, the way that the cartels conquered territory is not rolling in in tanks, although they do do some of that because they've become so powerful. But again, as I've long explained, they give you a choice. You can either receive their bribes. It's a nice livelihood or they'll kill you. This is why judges don't convict them. And entire city councils, mayors, police chiefs, everybody on the police force answers to them. 
in its worst form, these areas are no-go zones where nobody enters without the permission of the cartel. And everybody lives under its absolute control. I'm telling you, this is coming here. And when it does, just as in Mexico, it'll take an American military response to liberate it. I don't even think the National Guard could do it. We're not there yet, but we're in very real danger of being there. Why allow this? Because this is a key part of the Democrats' strategy to create a one-party system by simply importing enough Democrat voters that the Republican Party can never win again at the national level. Take a look at this headline, for instance, from Arizona, one of the four states that has lost its border to Colonius. This is from Tucson.com headline, Judge rules Arizona can't require citizenship proof to vote for president. The first line of that article is a gut punch. Phoenix, a federal judge has blocked Arizona from enforcing a 2022 state law requiring proof of citizenship to vote for U.S. president. Are you kidding me? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, let's look at why Democrats would want to do that. In that same report by Fannie Mae on page 16, it says 396,551 people live in Arizona colonious investment areas. Remember, according to that same report, most of them are quote-unquote migrants. Now, remember after the 2020 election, Trump's organization filed all those lawsuits. Part of that, I've been talking to you about this for years, part of that uh, was hiring an independent contractor who went through and certified how many illegally cast votes there were. Here's how they were able to determine that. The voter rolls are public information in the swing states, in every state. And so you can go and look at who's registered. You can then see if they're legally registered by comparing their names against tax rolls, social security rolls, and the like. It's actually very easy with the right software to determine how many non-citizen voters are, one, registered, and two, cast votes. How many non-citizen voters cast votes? In the presidential election in 2020 in Arizona, it's 36,473. Let me repeat that. This is from Trump's official court filing, and it was certified by the contractor who did it. 36,473. Wait a minute. How many votes did Biden win Arizona by? Just 10,457. See the problem there? Now, here's been my long-term frustration and beef with both Trump and Ronna McDaniel, and really the Republican Party as a whole. Most of these lawsuits, you'll remember, by Trump were thrown out for standing. Too late, they said. Votes have already been cast and certified by these legislatures. The time to file these lawsuits, and this was the major error, was before the election. They needed to challenge these rolls, the voter rolls. They needed to get the illegal voters off of them. 
But the RNC, the Republican leadership, and yes, even President Trump have largely failed to do this. So it's fallen to a patchwork of state legislatures who belatedly did this, some of them after the 2022 election. So last week, Democrat-appointed Judge Susan Bolton voided parts of the Arizona law passed in 2022 that say only those who provide satisfactory evidence of citizenship can vote in presidential and federal elections. She also said the state can't enforce another provision that says anyone who uses the federal election form can't vote by mail. So what do you have here? You have states whose DMVs automatically register these illegals, and then you've got a Democrat party that just as easily as you or I can go compare those voter rolls to Social Security rolls, and you can either have the illegal immigrants, they could be voting, or the Democrats could be voting for them with mail-in ballots. It's maddening, because at least for now, we can't do anything about it. Now, the good news is, this was U.S. District Court, so, I mean, maybe the Supreme Court overturns it in Arizona before this election, but you can see what we're up against, and you can see why, uh, you know, Fannie Mae is so interested, the federal government's so interested in providing funding and services in these colonias. They want people to move there because they can vote. Or, you know, if you're me, I believe Democrats are voting for them in some instances in voter fraud cases. But regardless of who voted, the actual illegal immigrant or Democrats pretending to be them, it doesn't matter. 36,473 illegal votes were cast by non-citizens. The fact that they were cast by non-citizens in the presidential election in Arizona makes them de facto illegal. It is outrageous that we can't seem to stop this. And as you know, Arizona is one of six key swing states that pretty much determine who gets to be president. You can also then see why the Republican leadership, I think Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, all of them, their total denial of voter fraud is so devastating. Here again, though, I think the most devastating thing really was the fact that Sidney Powell made voter fraud so embarrassing um, when she came out and made all those wild claims about Dominion and all the ways votes were supposedly stolen electronically. No one has ever proven that, but it devastatingly took the focus off the real problem. 36,000 illegal immigrants voting in Arizona in a race that Joe Biden won by 10,000 votes. And so Donald Trump has never explained this. The Republican leadership's never explained this. They're not doing anything to fight it. And while I applaud the Arizona legislature, it's not enough. There has to be awareness of this and embarrassment to stop these judges from doing this. Now do you understand why the Biden administration has essentially devolved into one big voter drive set on recruiting illegals to come to America and vote? I mean, headline just from Friday, New York Post. Biden has secretly let 221,456 migrants fly into the U.S. in the past year. These are illegal immigrants. He's just flying them in now. And the other number, Border Patrol released on Friday since the beginning of the Biden administration, a devastating 7.5 million illegal immigrants were deliberately released into the country by the Biden administration. This is a voter drive in every sense of the word. And that is why Fannie Mae is so interested in getting federal funding to pump into these colonias. What makes this even more maddening? Only U.S. citizens age 18 or older can vote in presidential elections. What this judge just ruled is literally illegal. But then so is Biden's illegal immigrant voter drive. 
One of the things I love about the PhD weight loss plan is how it's available to you no matter where you're listening to this podcast from. Right now, there's somebody in every one of the 50 states doing it. In fact, there's people doing the PhD weight loss plan from cities that actually have PhD weight loss centers, but they just prefer to do it online over Zoom. But it's the power of their coaches that really make the difference than the plan itself. But what I like about doing it at home is you can do it on your time. It's convenient for you. It makes it possible to fit doing this into your busy schedule so that you can get the results. And the idea is to get the weight off fast and then move into maintenance. I've now been in maintenance longer than I was on the PhD weight loss plan. Almost nine months. It took me six months to lose the 29 pounds. And I love that the plan is specifically geared toward taking off visceral fat. That is the fat that causes the cravings, the metabolic problems, all of it. And so they don't just measure whether you've lost X amount of pounds. They judge if you're healthy by your visceral fat. That's that unhealthy fat that wraps itself around your organs and does so much damage. To find out more, go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 